is Thursday. Hello, everybody. Hello, out there in Radio Lab. Coming at you. Coming at you. RawMikeRichards.com. Broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto. 234 King Street East in the Pacific Junction Hotel. Come up today, we'll take a look at your excitement in the uh, Blade Tape, Raw Mike Richards extravaganza, extravaganza, uh, a palooza, palooza pool. So we'll have an update on that. Some people are getting a little cocky. Mm. Some people are getting cocky. Guys who uh, I think have capital players, because I thought they were going to be out. You know what I like about it so far? What's that? After yesterday's game. Zero points for the Vegas Golden Knight players. Woo! I'll get back to you. There's that update. <laughs> I guess they're not styling and profiling, Dave. No. no. <laughs> uh, the Bruins. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh, at home ice, too. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So you guys who loaded up, you know who you are. The Dirty Bruin players. Yeah, Dirty Bruins. Yeah. Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm, Beaver. Uh, we'll also take a look at, uh, wow, another attempt by the Raptors. It's going to be very difficult in losing that first game. It doesn't mean the series is over by any stretch of the imagination. But have you lost faith to a degree? I think some have. Still could be a seven-gamer. Also, we will uh, get some stuff that we like to throw your way, as always. Uh, Dave Bastel's uh, uh, coaching career, by the way, uh, has, yep. has started uh, this season. I've never lost a game. <clears throat> Just saying. You've never lost a game. Never lost a game. It's, it's the pterodactyls, correct? It is the pterodactyls, yeah. Okay, well, then, then let's go to this. Uh, we'll go to this first, then. I found Dave's counterpart <laughs> in the States. It's an inspirational speech. Yeah. To uh, little leaguers, okay, and I I heard that I, I'm watching this. He coaches a little older yeah. than I do, yeah. but still, I, I I I get the same idea of what you're trying to say here. Well, it's when he starts. He he has a specific message and went, "Holy shit, that's just like Dave Bastard." He probably says that to the how old are your girls? Uh, four, five, and six. Okay, I think there's a similarity in style. Have a listen. Here's what I believe is the Dave Bastel in the American side of coaching little league baseball. Look, there are two types of people in this world. There's two types of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. And just so that we're clear, every time we step on this field, our goal is to be a winner. And if your dad has said, oh, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, just as long as you have fun, well, I hate to say it, your dad's a loser. Okay? So let's get out. Let's get our hands in. Yeah, let's let's see. See. I have never yeah, said that see. ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah. And somebody videotaped it too. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> classic! Wow! And then one father's. Can I see you for a second? <clears throat> Come here, Steve. Can I see you for a second? That's awesome. That is clearly speaking of awesome. We uh, have been uh, featuring our Sunny Day song. Yes. So I had a Chicago song. Dave had an awesome uh, Van Halen song yesterday. So we thought, uh-oh, going to hold our breath here because uh, all of a sudden Russell's going to come with his Sunny Day song. I thought, geez, I don't know what it could be. So, um, that's, yeah, I think he surprised us. I think he surprised us. Yep. Here is Russell Graham's Sunny Day song. Okay, hold on. We're going to do this again. We're going to do this. Hold on. Hold on. Cause we're going to do this again, right? Because this is... Uh, yeah, we got to get this off. Okay. Oh, by, and by the way, yeah. while we're setting it up, too, a little bit later on in the show, uh, Russell Graham will return to the show and preview the first round of the CFL draft that goes tonight. He'll break down where the players are going and what every team needs at every position. That's a little bit later on on the show. Wow, I'm really not looking forward to that. Okay, here we go. And take two, once again, Russell Graham's Sunny Day Song. Wow. He blew me away with this. This is from uh, like 19, in the 1970s. Live, Lakeside Park. Rush. Midway Hawkers calling tired not with me. Merry go round wheezing, same old melody. A thousand ten cent wonders who could I 
That is amazing. That, of course, uh, when it comes out, is off of uh, Caress of Steel. And Neil Peart uh, writes the lyrics to that. Uh, when, did you, Park- when did you start liking good music, Russell? I, I, I thought there was going to be a difference between the three of us. And uh- See, but there's a weird story about this. Okay. There's a weird story on why he knows this kinds of music. Fire and, away. And what is that reason? Uh, well, Rush, I will attribute that fandom to my dad. Huge Rush fan, and he got me and my brother into them when, I don't know, I want to say I was about like 9 or 10 when I first started listening to Rush. So. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, good. Been, been to a few concerts, and yeah, one of the one of the best like musically talented bands. Totally, I've heard. like I, I worship at the altar of that yeah. band. Ambassadors now, of rock to Canada. That's... Like, I mean, again, different bands mean different things to different people, and a lot of times it's a it's a generational thing. Like for me, growing up, that was massive. But see, Max Webster and Kim Mitchell would come to your high school. I mean, and so, so to me, when I and my early like the, the the music that means a lot to me and, yep. and, and and says certain times of year, it's all it's all about Kim Mitchell because that was a huge part of what happened in Southern Ontario where I grew up. But the other strange thing is that you have another musical tie, Russell Graham, and and what is that influence? Wit, wit, which oh, you know the, what I'm talking about. You know just the, okay. Well, my my brother is a uh, heavy drums player he loves playing uh some of that he got from my mom who plays the drums not as often as she used to but uh what mother plays the drums she plays drums and guitar uh and guitar i attempted to learn guitar and was too stubborn to practice Uh, but my brother stayed with the drums so but what what, like you have to meet his mom his mom is like exceptionally cool yep like just it just uh, an amazing woman now she plays the drums and the guitar that freaked me out when we heard that. That's just, you know. It's like watching a clip and you see Karen Carpenter play the drums. I know. Okay, hold the jokes. I know, drumsticks in her hand. I know where you're going with this. I know the jokes. Easy. Everyone step down. But that's just bizarre. I, I can't believe that. That's his uh, summertime song, and that was uh, that's a beauty. It really is. Got a uh, message from Coach Frank here. He says he has a summertime uh, song as well. Oh, yeah? And Get your own show, uh, then. How about that? And it's by the uh, Skin Flutes, his favorite band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He says he wants to be part of them one oh, day. Yeah, well. Said, and their eh, song- maybe Skin- you are already. <laughs> Skin Flutes with their song. What was the big hit? Sword Fight? Is that? Is that? <laughs> I've got a teepee. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Daddy has a pop a tent. The Skin Flutes. All righty. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Before the the wheels and they've fallen off early here on the show. This is this is I can't believe this isn't Friday because it's, it's starting to feel that way. Okay, the pool standings and by the way, Dirty Crusty Knobs continues to bomb on everybody. I love that because I think we're gonna do something special for those that uh, use great smack. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Just talk like about money. It? I think it's gonna be oh, really? extra money. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I think because uh, Ted wow. goes, we got to reward those that actually talk smack. I thought You're, that's right. He goes. You know, make up some uh, personal well, stuff. Nobody talks smack like Ted the Viking, right? Yeah. <laughs> Here are your standings. Just look at your mentions, everybody. For your blade tape, high pool extravaganza. Blade tape. Zach has a total of ninety-seven points. Habs rule with slippery when wet. The Zamboni driver at ninety-six, mm. jumping the sharks. I think that's called Jane's. I don't know. Jeans, I guess, at 94. Jumping the Sharks, 93. Property in the six. That's our good friend Brian. Brian Gerstein, 93 points. The Bush Leaguers. Again, this could be another language. I think it says points or Pontes. I don't know. CNC Bashers. They've been up there for a while. The Rusty Junior Bears. But that's not you, Ooh, Russ. Right? That's a good name. That's someone who stole your name. Yep. They're tied in 10th place with S words. So a lot of those other ones have fallen off. But see, see Brian, who's uh, property in the six, real estate. He called his shot. He said, "Yeah, I'm probably going to win the pool." It was it wasn't even the second round yet. <clears throat> I go, "That is very ballsy, very ballsy." So uh, that continues obviously tonight. We'll see, B-Ron. Where I I totally expect, and this is just me from the degenerate side of the world. I'm taking Jets. Puck, puck, line, puck line, puck line, and I think it's like it's a it's the number's too big. Isn't it a three? I hope. I hope it's puck line. Tonight. Let's take a look at that tonight in uh, in the world of betting. If you want to bet more too, there's alternative lines as well that you get more odds if you're interested, which you should be tonight. Once again, by the way, the Raptors. It's a, it's six and a half again. Ooh wee! 
another. I think the Raptors win this game. I just don't know how much. I just don't. Yeah, I I don't like the the. Big do you think the Raptors go down two zero? I don't think. No, they I don't think. They I do. think I split. I think they do. A sweep would be just <clears throat> oh, so embarrassing. Disastrous. I just don't think that's going to happen. So here are the numbers uh, for tonight. Psst, 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 psst. Washington Pittsburgh. See that one? I that one. All of a sudden, Washington's causing so many problems. I don't know. Maybe you just take the over. The total six. Hmm. I might be tempted to take that, but for Pittsburgh to win, it's almost not worth it. It's a one five six. Well, like, why would you put money? Because right now Washington's playing out of their heads. I don't know if I, I'm even interested in that number. For Nashville, Winnipeg. Oh, they've dropped the number. Yep. Phil, it was a three. It was. Now it's down to a two eight zero. What does that tell you? Minus one and a half. That's the uh, that's the once again what they call as you know the puck line. So, uh, I would be taking that. The over- By the way, those totals have gone up to six because for games one and two they were sitting at uh, they were sitting at five and a half. So foolishly at five and a half. It was going to five and a half. We love five and a half. Yeah, five and a half is good. But two eight for a puck line. That's telling you that the odds makers, uh, in this case, Phil, uh, they kind of believe it's going to go that way. And Scotty Taylor from yesterday, he mm. he thinks it could be a pounding. Like oh. I thought, maybe a three or four one. That'd be so good. That's what I'm thinking. I got it. I got it down at five. I got it five two final. So I'm going over the number. Also, the three goals. If you're looking, so for two and a half. Two. You're taking minus two and a half. As soon as I find it, because everything's closed right now, right? Alternative puck lines are all closed right now, just because it's ten o'clock here on the East Coast. Um, they do have their first line money lines out and three way second period over under for second period, but. Your your alternative spreads usually come down a little bit earlier on in the afternoon. So minus two and a half would be a huge number. Yep, huge number. A high three. It's gonna be like three nine five or something. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. If it's a two eight, I'm guessing high threes. You Got find it. you find that. See, and what what you do is you find that, and then you find two other games that you think are gonna be locks. But not not like one ten locks or something like that. Something, I, I don't go below. You know I, mean? I don't go. Uh, I hate going below one seven to be honest. But if those you, are the ones that kill you. But if you sit there, if you sit there and you 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 have your your two games and then you juice up your ticket with like almost a four, it's like oof. yeah, big time adds up. Um, taking a look at last night, the Sharks and the Knights. So Dave Bastel's very happy this morning. He's 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 got, got a skip in his step. They say yeah, that's, that's what they say. That's what they say. But really, you only need to know two words, and that's Martin Jones. Yeah. He, he was on fire last night. Or as they say in San Jose, Martin Jones. I hope they don't. I hope they don't say Martin. Uh, property of the National Hockey League. Not that they seem to care, but uh, it is your property. Uh, the broadcaster last night. Uh, I think this is courtesy of what uh, Sportsnet, uh, HockeyNet Canada, or is this NBC? CBC? CBC, okay. yep. CBC, and once again, we're going to show you brief highlights because it was really all San Jose last night. They look like the team that you know you kind of expect them to be, but when Martin Jones is like that, good luck winning. Vegas with a way to set up back to Carlson. Shoots, big stop by Jones on William Carlson. Back to the line, here's Marjorie. He shoots, another stop by Jones. Two beauties. William Carlson. Sauces it back to Dino. Snapshot right on. Jones the save. Rebound to Marchessault. Here's Smith. Carlson. Another great save and a good lead by Jones. Gets it right back. Now chance for Prague. Up high. Backhand pass. One timer by Neal. Stopped by Jones. Rebound. This, this could go on and on as Dave Randorf probably loses his voice by continually saying Jones safe stop by Jones Martin Jones a big safe and he was just uh he was bang on and look he really hasn't had a a, a you know a, a series where I thought he was debatable whether they they you know were thinking about who they have net they're, they're, he's their one he plays like a one and last night Dave he was he was dominant uh I if he plays like that now you 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 <laughs> you don't believe that uh, Vegas can get by them nope no, and you know what? You know what I will say. This game five, whoever wins this game five, is advancing. That's what it is right there. Just like if the Jets, if the Jets win tonight, they will advance. Uh, just because you know, San Jose, Nashville may win at home, but the Jets will win in game six. Same thing with the uh, Sharks and uh, Vegas Golden Knights. This next game coming up uh, tomorrow night actually uh, is uh, is going to be. The foundation of what happens in this series, so we'll we'll find out. Uh, I, I I just think it's 
you know, I know it's back in Vegas, um, but I, I still think this is the Shark series to lose right now. See, I think Hellebuck those 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 three really wonky goals I don't think they get them in another game like I think that was the game that's mm-hmm. the game where if you're Nashville where you have a little puck luck that was your game and you lost uh, so I I just I don't see unless there's a massive fail somewhere with the Jets I just don't see I don't see Nashville winning that uh, that series got interesting with the Bruins and the Lightning last night uh, and again you people you Bruins lovers but this was a uh, this was a little shocking and maybe, just maybe, there might be something to a team. Dave getting a good start because it was uh, it was Tampa Bay early. They walked all over them, and they never really let them off the carpet. It was a it was a beautiful visitors, if you want to call it, Dave, the visitors game. Yep. Uh, you take the crowd out of early. You take the team out of early, and they never ever look back. Once again, property the National Hockey League, the Lightning at large. Puck cleared up ahead. Point out there. Point had four points. Puck bounced up. Oh, a turnover. Johnson right in front. Scores. Palat. And this building is as quiet as a cloister. Right here, it's just a bounce. Okay, what's a cloister? Uh, I don't know. He lost me in that one. Roll me. What's a cloister? Into the air. If you can't get them with your hand right away and they hit the ice, they can land on their corner. They can land flat. Off the drop. Puck will come back. Girardi taps it up ahead. This is Palat. Circling around along the boards, back out, Girardi bats it in, flipped away by Rask, rebound scores! And this puck gets through, not in the shooting lane is Nash, and it gets through and it's a double deflection, and eventually off Palat and into the net. You've got to get in the shooting lanes, you cannot allow those pucks to come through. Power play brought to you by the all-new... And really, that's uh, there's not a whole bunch more you want to talk about in that game, Dave, but uh, the lightning in this one... Um, it's kind of how I thought I'd see them in the first the, the game number one of the series. That was a blip on the radar. Was the weirdest yeah. game uh, maybe you'll get in the entire series. Uh, that's what I thought you'd see from Tampa Bay. And I think, you know, if you're going scoring-wise, I don't. wouldn't you give the edge in terms of pace and speed to Tampa Bay? Big time. And uh, they're starting to wear down a tired Bruin team that maybe in that first game they just had the jump off of the series from the Maple Leafs. And now we're truly seeing what this Tampa Bay team is. It is a lot more balanced. It has more depth. Uh, everything else kind of equals out. You have two goaltenders that are, you know, above average right now. I, I don't think either of them are are, are are stealing games for their their organizations or anything like that. But um, you're just looking at a team that simply has more depth behind them, and I and I think this this actually might be over within the next couple of games. Yeah, because after that first game, I thought, oh no. Like how can I be? How can you be that far? Look, the the one series or the one team so far in the NHL playoffs where I'm still scratching my head is probably the Washington Capitals. Yeah, because the Washington Capitals literally look like a different team. And as I said before, this the psyche of these teams in any sport uh, at, at, at times, you know, do you see yourself as a front runner? Like are are you are you the hunted rather than the hunter? And a lot of teams, Dave, unless you're almost dynasty-like, aren't really comfortable always being hunted down. Unless, of course, I look at teams like the New England Patriots. You know, when you take a look at teams that are expected to win and do, you know, as I said, you've got probably in, in basketball now, you know, LeBron James, whatever team he's going to be on, that's hunted. You're going to see, what, the Golden State Warriors, they're hunted. And to a degree, even though they, they seemingly hang around forever, you know, the San Antonio Spurs were that way. There was an expectation that you were the best when you walk onto the pitch, the the, the field, the the diamond, that, that you're the team that they're coming after. And I think for the Washington Capitals, they were never good with that. And now they're the hunter, and they're doing much better. But I just don't know if I'm still buying into what is, to me, for if you're a Capitals fan. Like, if you're a Capitals fan, do you enjoy playoffs? Nope. Do you enjoy game sevens? Playoffs have been Never. a very rough ride for you throughout your life. You're haunted by them. <laughs> and especially no. Game 7s. They're terrible. They've yeah. been terrible. Yeah. And I think that maybe this is just uh, the opposite way, because I'll tell you what, Alexander Ovechkin has been unbelievable. And look, I still think they have one of the best coaches in the league. And Barry Trotz, what does he not know? The guy has been amazing. Even in Nashville, look what, look what he worked with in Nashville, what he had. He really, at times, sometimes his best player was his goalie. Like the Thomas Volkun uh, era of Nashville, that's a hard way to win series when that happens. Now he's got actual talent. It'll be interesting to see how far they go, but they can't beat Pittsburgh, can they? 
Well, right now they look like sure they sure can. You know what? I'll I'll be curious to see what they can do tonight because I I look at this saying this is the Pittsburgh Penguin bounce back game. I see them tying the series, and then we have a best of three. If the Washington Capitals pull off a victory and kind of stun Pittsburgh twice in their building, they're winning this series. They're this is going to be the year where they finally sit down and say this is where it all stops. Uh, Massive game, massive game for the Washington Capitals. Even though if they lose, they're still not out of it. But the, to push the the Penguins on the brink, oh, yeah, that would be massive for them. Going back home as well. This is way tighter than I thought I was. Well, yep. in fact, the, the reality is I didn't see Washington in no, the, second, in the no, second round. No, I didn't see Washington in the second round. And then I thought, okay, well, they, they got past the Columbus team that took the foot off the gas after the first two games of that series. Surely the Pittsburgh Penguins will run them over like they traditionally do because it's it's almost like a, a rite of spring that this is what actually yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Caps fans. They, they get very excited, and then they get really quiet once their team makes the playoffs. Chris from the Tokes, we know. But now you're, you're rolling now, pal. Um, you know, we talked about the pace and some of the talent in Tampa Bay. Kucherov does have an incredible skill set. We mentioned the Washington Capitals, so Braden Holtby. In this next grouping... You know what's interesting about that, too? That that third-period goal with the net pulled with Steven Stamkos, who scored it, that's his first point uh, of of the series against the Bruins. Really? So that's telling you depth with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Kucherov has a skill set, and I'll tell you, as a goalie, this uh, no-move shot, you know, the mm-hmm. looks like it comes off your stick. You didn't mean to do it, but he completely means to do it. I don't know how I'd react. You know, I have a little bit of a uh, anger problem sometimes. A bit. And uh, I think I think if the, if the guy scored on me like that, I don't know what I'd do. But I'll tell you what, there's going to be a circumstance coming up. We just talked about the Capitals with uh, Braden Holtby. <laughs> he does it to him twice. Twice. He does it to him in an all-star game, and then he does it in a real game. The same move. Here's Kucherov, the oops, it came off my stick goal. I didn't mean to do it. But I kind of meant to do it, God. His turn. As he comes in, goes way wide and comes in and faked his shot and then let it slide and scored. And the Lightning winning in a shootout. Bastard. I'm not sure if that was planned or just luck. But nevertheless, it's in the net. And I get it. And right here he comes in on Robin. And he just let that go. That was exactly planned. He did exactly what he wanted to do there. Fake the shot. Just let the momentum of the puck carry it through. And it went five hole on Robin Leonard. Oh, that is crafty, Dave. So, all-star game. Okay, now we'll say this. The the three-on-three all-star game. I can see pulling a, something like that, right? Because it, it does take balls, but in an all-star game, you get away with this kind of stuff. Yep. A regular season That's game fine. with points on the line. Yeah. Are you going to do it's, that? It's dirty, yes. Yeah. That, is that the question in a regular season game? I mean, he's got it down to a science. But this was completely intentional by Nikita Kucherov. Now we move. Ready, Dave? This is for real now. Pass. Kucherov on a break. In on hope. He fakes. Scores! He did it again! <laughs> the fake shot move. Kucherov beat Holtby in the All-Star game with that, and he does it here. It's 4-2. to two. This play, and he leaves this That, as you say, Dave, nasty. Come in more on the forehand one here, and he does the same move again. Look at, and look at Holtby. <laughs> yeah. Holtby's like, are you kidding me? In the All-Star game, I'm pretty sure he's not saying the that. Backhand on the opposite side here, but he does no, that intentionally. Ah, oh, you're kidding me. That went in. Darn it. No, he didn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, did you ever have a signature move, do you think, or something that you went to? No, nothing. See, because when we grew up, we didn't have, you know, obviously, unless you went to tournament play yep. and you had to go to what they called, you know, penalty shots or shootout. You'd but always did, no. You'd just you'd look at where the goalie wasn't standing and try to nail that spot. Right, right? that's right. it. It was never any kind of fancy, mind you. And it's funny because uh, when you look at today's child in hockey, there's so much more emphasis on stick handling 
and and doing the tricks and filming yourself and showing your body and there's no such thing as that back in our day i mean even even if we had phones to do that kind of stuff it just well there were we went out there and we didn't we didn't you know the big trick in our day flip the puck on the stick and see how many times you can you can bounce it off the thing that's it and i mean compared to what they're doing today you know 13 14 year old boys and girls and (laughs) <laughs> it's that's yeah it's uh the age of the dinosaur compared to today kind the of thing. the first one i re- i can recall seeing is when a guy comes down and then he sort of leaves the puck behind and kicks it with his back skate up to his stick again right yeah like that, that that's the first one i remember remember seeing at least in terms of of a trick on a on a on like a breakaway a wide open. and so guys started doing that or trying it and i only had one guy do it once and uh because I knew what he was going to do, I was ready with my, uh, what was it again? Yeah, my stick, <laughs> yeah. which I like to do. So I was, you know, pretty casual goaltender, so I'm up there. I, sometimes I'd throw my stick away if I was going to be a bastard just to see what they do. And he came down, and as soon as his head went, this stick came flying out. I took everything out. Like, he went flying. Like, it literally was like, like he almost chopped his legs off. Because his head went down, he didn't see he didn't see it coming, so no. it went out no. and boom. Well, when your head goes down on a on a move on a breakaway, yeah, you know that you're not you haven't practiced it enough no, to do no, it. No, he properly. tried to he tried to keep the head up, but he was too concerned about kick, because if you're doing that during a game, pal, I gotta tell you, <laughs> uh, coaches I played with, that would never happen. Yeah, never happen. Um, and you know, it, it's funny, it's because when you think of goals and i guess at this time of year sometimes there are certain goals dave and they don't necessarily have to be playoff goals uh we, remember we went through what we thought that the three of us when we had our, our biggest goals and my mind was uh was doug gilmore yep. against st louis the you know going from behind the net on, on curtis joseph i mean to me that was that was still an unbelievable goal but there's certain goals that are sort of like in the uh in the cobwebs of your of your mind they just stick out as in did that really happen the strangest goal still for me, I think, is uh, Stefan, uh, Patrick Stefan. Yep. Where he misses the, the empty net. The Dallas-Edmonton thing. Yep. Now, there is, as 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 we kind of know, you might know, a strange story about this game and that point that they get going overtime that actually kind of affects Edmonton in almost an adverse way. Almost it would have been better if you'd scored. But for those, I mean, so what is this, 80? Is it 80-something? Oh, no, this is in the 90s. Was it sure. 90s? Yeah. Yep. seems... 2000s? God, oh. I thought it was I thought it was way older than that. Seriously? Patrick Stefan. Oh, was right, because the of 99 draft, so it was sometime in the early 2000s. Yeah, he was number 1. He was a number 1. Yeah. Right, really. Okay. In front of the Sedin twins. Yeah, I know people still <laughs> the Vancouver people go in front of the Sedins. But still it, the puck bounces a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the gaff that I think people want to make it. But it's just the circumstance of when he goes in. And you know what? You know what? Stefan was drafted by the Thrasher, so this is much later, because he's wearing a Dallas Stars jersey. Yeah. So this is like 06, 07, 08, in that range. I don't know why I thought it was so old, but here, yeah. here once again, property of the National Hockey League, a goal that I just it just stays with me for a lot of different reasons. Bob steals it. He's got an empty net and a gimme. Oh, and he missed the net. He fell down, and with eight seconds left, here come the Oilers. Sakura to Ryan Smith. In front to Hemsky. He scores. Just so, so bizarre, that chain reaction of a miss at one end. Shades of Leon Lett. (laughs) Leon Lett. Stefan just has to stare at the puck and dance it into the net. It bounced on him, yes, but... Hemsky on the business end undresses Turco with two seconds left in regulation. See, that is just such a crazy, crazy moment. And then, and then, you know, as it as it turns out, if they had not got that point, yeah, they get the first pick. And it's is it's Patrick Kane that year, is it not? Patrick Kane. So, that's that's what it turned out to be. That's what it cost them. Oh my god! Wow, isn't that weird? That is really weird. And that is that before they had the lottery balls too. Is that just? It was, it was still it was a lottery at it, that point. It was a lottery, but basically, the uh, assumption is they would have finished in the position that Chicago finished, which right. was I don't think was quite last place, but 
whatever the lottery balls that were assigned to Chicago would have been assigned to Edmonton had they not got the point. They would have got the first overall pick and would have got Patrick Kane. Yeah, way to go, Hemsky. Wow. Way to go, Hemsky. What a, but that's where you talk about this weird domino effect of one thing happening going all the way back. What happens if Patrick Kane at that point goes to Edmonton? He fades off the face of the earth and he never plays hockey again. All right. There's, there's one for fading off the face of the but 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 also you can't because of what was collected at the time if you take that piece okay so let's say he goes to Edmonton and, and they don't have the kind of success that the crazy stuff happens in in in, in Chicago because of what Dale Talon I believe would have been the GM at that time right mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure so so what he had built he is that piece that makes all that other stuff happen but if you take that piece away from Chicago does Chicago still go on to have the the, uh... No, they don't. Not at all, because that was uh, that was one of two foundation pieces that joined this organization. Then a couple of years later, Jonathan Taves goes number three overall. Yes, number three. Uh, that was surprising. If you look back at that draft year, too, Patrick Kane went number one to the Hawks. The Flyers drafted James Van Riemsdyk. Yep. And number three, Kyle Turris went to the Phoenix Coyotes, and obviously that never worked out for them before he moved on. Thomas Hickey may have been the biggest blunder of that first round. He goes to the Los Angeles Kings. Kyle uh, Carl Alsner to the Capitals, now a Montreal Canadian. Sam Gagne is the Edmonton Oilers selection at that time. And uh, if you look down even later in the draft, a Logan Couture went ninth, and you know how good this guy is. Ryan yeah. McDonough went 12th. You know how good that guy is. Uh, uh, Shattenkirk goes 14th. So there's there's some mistakes to be made. And, of course, prior to that draft year, there was a, uh, a very popular junior player out of the Quebec Major Junior League named Angelo Esposito, oh, who yeah. a year prior to was supposed to go number one. He ends up going number 20 to the Penguins, never to play a game for that organization. He, he's the one example I use of, of someone who was, you know, literally chased down as a, as a young phenom. Like, he's supposed yeah. to be the next one. This is the... This is an example of how, you know, I talked about those being the hunted and the hunter. The pressure that was put on Angelo Esposito at that time uh, was the scrutiny was unbelievable. And so he doesn't make Team Canada. He doesn't. And they call him, wasn't the next one, what was the, they came up with the, the, the fat one or whatever they called it. Like it was really bad. So they started attacking him on his uh, physical fitness. Right. And the kid uh, never recovers. It's just sort of when I take a look at, the, say, a player like Jason Spezza, who does get to, I would say, a certain level of of of, of success in, in the NHL. Completely, yes. But there was a period of time that they were on this kid since he was 14, and when he played for the uh, the Jacques Maritain team, um, there were questions, right? Like, there, there were question marks about whether he was that good or not. He played within that system that Jacques played. But people started to wonder whether he was going to be good enough, and I just think sometimes at that age... Not everybody Sid. Not everybody just easily just sort of walks through things and becomes uh, becomes a blue chip star. There's uh, there's maturity that goes to it. And for Angelo Esposito, he never recovered. No, never recovered. Also with that foundation piece of the Blackhawks, the year before, as I mentioned, Jonathan Taves, he goes number three. The two players selected ahead of them that wish they could redo it. St. Louis Blues draft Eric Johnson number one overall. Decent defenseman, but maybe not a number one. Jordan Stahl goes number two to the Penguins. Taves goes three. And then it gets interesting because Nicholas Backstrom goes to the Washington Capitals. You may remember that because Alex Ovechkin actually announced that selection. He was there at draft day, and he selected what would be the future cornerstone of the organization at the center ice position. Phil Kessel goes number five to the Boston Bruins. And uh, those are your top five picks of that uh, 2006 draft. Ovechkin is his own dude. Like I, I really don't know. Like he, he, I think he handles his own negotiations as well, or at least he used to. Yeah. He, there was no agency. See if you can find that rap song. Do you remember he did that Russian rap song? Oof. He looked like, uh, I don't know, it was like something on a quest for fire if the Neanderthals 
wrapped. It was right up there. Yeah, it was. Uh, also in 2006, the steal of the draft because there was a lot of uh, eh, questionable players. James Shepard, Michael Froelich, Jonathan Bernier, uh, Yuri Taluski, Michael Grabner. All go before this guy, some guy named Trevor Lewis, uh, Chris Stewart, uh, David Fisher. Uh, and then on the number 22 position, the flyer select Claude Giroux. He was 22? He was 22 overall, and you might remember that because Bobby Clark at the time goes on stage and mispronounces his name. <laughs> but nonetheless, Claude Giroux goes number 22, and there's there's a, there's a top five, top ten player in most people's books in the entire world, not just the NHL. That's why it's so difficult when people say, hey, you passed on this guy. Or what? Like you, It's not an exact science. No, it isn't. And, which is why when you get a bona fide blue chip guy, it's it's that's why it's a generational sort of player. It's just it's it's not a given. There are guys who have certain trends that that would lead you to believe that they're going to be the the stars of that league for a very long time. So by that math, then Ryan Leaf ends up being like one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. That's right. I mean, you could go through all those. I mean, Arch Schleister. You could go through a bunch of these guys who should have had, but there are issues. There there there. That that's why I think the teams right now do so much. From the psychological standpoint, I mean, all the was it the Wonderlick test that these guys get yep. in, in football? There's just a lot that they want to find out. And I know the, the 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 NHL now. There's extensive time. They want to know how they did in school. How they get along with the teachers? Did they, are their parents close? Are they close with the their brothers and sisters? Like they they go through everything now because, Dave, if you're going to spend that kind of money now, uh, down the road, so after the rookie contract and everything else, if you're going to start paying seven eight million dollars, you may want to may want to know if uh, the number one draft pick Russell Graham is afraid of, he thinks there's ghosts under his bed. I think we probably need to know that. That's true. We should have done that before we brought him on, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know. Saying. Good thing he doesn't make anything. <laughs> <laughs> so th- is this the weirdo Alex Ovechkin rap? Yeah, it looks like it's about 30 seconds long. The 30 ti- seconds the too long. The title is right. just Alex Ovechkin rapping on a Russian video. Okay, this is what we were waiting for. This is... Uh, this is Casey Kasem. Count them down. And going from number 24 to number one. Here's Alex Ovechkin and Russian rapping song. Well, okay, this is not my genre of music, but how do you tell, is that okay? Was that good? Russell, uh, do you do you get jiggy? Are you a? He does get jiggy. Are you a pump up the jam guy? Like what? What the, what the hell was that? Was that good? It wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I had no idea what he was saying. No. Obviously, but like it flowed well. I guess like it wasn't <laughs> the worst rap I've ever heard. No. Like if you rapped, it would be terrible, right? It it'd be it'd be terrible. Probably yeah, pretty terrible, bad. Yeah. Terrible. It doesn't stop me from when no. I'm listening to the rap music. But. Do you do you like the rap music? Do you? Do you like the rap? <laughs> I can see him liking the rap. Yeah, yeah. You like the rap music? No, yeah. I listen to pretty much everything. So I know that that except is... except for like I'll listen to country, but I won't put country on like I was on little... my own. Someone someone would have to put it on, and then I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, I guess I'll listen to this. I was listening to a little Dwight Yoakam, Dave coming in, a little bit of that. A little bit of that, a little bit of Van Halen. Like I'm all over the place, all over the place. I think, I think, you know, to a certain extent, it's mood of how you're feeling, yeah, right? Yeah. Because sometimes you don't crank metal in the car, and sometimes yeah. you do. Oh yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Uh, Ted the Viking, uh, Red Wings, Datsuk, 171st overall. Yeah. Zetterberg, uh, 210. Crazy. Yes, I'm living in the past. Uh, my response to him <laughs> while we were talking, just lucky picks. The Red Wings couldn't pick groceries from a bag today. <laughs> and that <laughs> is sarcasm. Yeah, I remember, like, like in the hundreds, those guys. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's just your scouting. Like, where was everybody else on that one? Like, how can you be yeah. that wrong? It's like, well, the guy went 17th and you took him 24th. Okay, oh, fine. Yeah. It's... Like, Drew goes down to uh, 22nd. Right. Not 200 and something. He's like, what was, 
was everyone looking at? True. How did we miss this? Because if you look still in that draft here, in the third round, middle middle round, I think it's in the 70s. I, I don't have it in front of me now because, you know, we're just talking Red Wing stuff here. Uh, Brad Marchant went to the Boston Bruins in the middle of the third. So if you're redrafting that entire class, he goes from middle third in the 70s to, what, top three? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? No, like of it's just yeah. So, but that's that's the way it works. It, it is just that it's a draft. You you don't know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get garbage, and sometimes you get, you know, a franchise player. It is is not an exact science. It's funny talking to Clark Judge the other day. When it comes to drafting, there are some f- philosophical differences, I guess, when you when you start doing it, regardless of the sport. So one says we need to draft directly to the needs of our team. Yep. So whoever's the best at that position, that's what we want. And then there's the other one, which is probably on my side, too. You take the best athlete. Right. Like if the best athlete is that guy, you got to take him. And so that's where some teams, you know, you look at why they pick certain players. You're like, why why, why that? Um, you know, the one draft that I, I'm not familiar with, and years ago when it started, it was called the, the Lingerie Football League. <laughs> oh, we had some great ones on, too. Oh, my God, Dave, they were so good. Now, they've changed it to the Legends Football League. Now, I don't know how these guys do it with a straight face. I don't know how they do it because it kind of looks like a bit. Was it Key Key and in, in, uh, Key and Peel? Like when they do that that fake uh, East West All Star game with all the fake names. That makes me laugh hard. When you think before we get to it, when you think Legends, what's the first thing you think of? Legends? Because I think I think old older. Players, uh, whatever yeah, legends, sport it is. Yeah, I was, was going to say it's, it's Arnold Palmer comes. To yeah, mind. yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, uh, I don't know Howie Morenz or. Like, <laughs> That's I, exactly. I it. can tell you what a poorly named league. I guess they could be legendary in a different... Uh, I guess, but that's not how I would describe it. No. Oh, let's go to the Legends game, you know. Okay. Get a load of the opening of this whoever's playing. I think it's New England versus somebody. Oh, those each. two. Chicago Bliss versus the New England Liberty. Oh, those two teams hate each other. Yeah, there's there's a lot of heat There's a here. rival there. But get a load of the two guys who have to do this like... You would think this is the, the beginning. CBS... Packers, Cowboys. Nope. I'm sorry. Once again, it is the Bliss and the Liberty. This is the Legends Football League. LFL Football Night has arrived to New England. Woo! Hey, fans, welcome inside the booth of LFL Football Night. Mitch Mortaza, Bobby Hugo, as always. As always. Eastern Conference. We've got a pair of winless teams. New England coming in at 0 2. The Bliss at 0-1. We'll talk about New England in a second, but let's talk about Chicago Bliss football. Yeah. The real story around this team has got to be the play of their quarterback, Jacinda Barclay. Absolutely. They Absolutely, won Mitch. two titles for him you know, a couple years ago. They brought Barkley in from Australia. This girl can throw, and she can run with the best of them. The problem is she's new to Chicago, new to that Chicago offense. She's been studying the last couple weeks. Yeah, they're breaking it down, Dave. Let's see how she plays tonight. Now, let's stay on that offensive side of the ball for Chicago. There's a big name missing from the lineup a big name. Christelle Harris. Talk no. About Christelle. Oh, Christelle. How are they going to win? Christelle Harris. Christelle Harris. The best running back ever in the history of the LFL. She's out tonight. She got nicked up in the last <laughs> game. The history. The play of the game. Hasn't been on like a week. She'd play tonight. Coach Keith Hack said she would play. It was a playoffs, but they're playing Javel Thompson. She can fly. A good runner. It's going to give her a lot. Well, she can fly. Tonight. Looking forward to watch her also. Giving her some reps against an expansion team in the New England Liberty. Now let's talk about the Liberty. Again, okay. a team that's just fa- Can you even fast forward it? Because I, I I don't even know if we've, we we even have because uh, I don't need the, the breakdown quite honestly because when you watch it and I can't say that I've actually watched a game but ask yourself this question would you pay money to see this no defensive end Chantel Taylor and Yashi Rice they'll be teeing off against the rookie tonight a second and twelve now for Alex Drake down the field and that is intercepted no shit Perez coming up from the safety position. Playing oh. with a broken finger. Nice unis. about that defensive All of a sudden, Russell got very quiet. Serious pressure. Lawyer Malloy. Right into cover. Just a bad pass. I think that one. I think that was Mike Kerrigan. Makes a great play. Okay. Would you pay money? No. I couldn't do it. That's just terrible. Like, I, like, I guess there's supposed to be some sort of appeal for are guys. Ho- are those hockey helmets? They are. They're a, they're oh, they're a God. version of of hockey helmets or something. Because football helmets are very heavy. Like they're heavy to put on sure your head. It's it's funny because you, you know when you're when you're not used to playing football, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I want to play football, and you wear the equipment. It's like, 
holy crap, I remember the first time I put on a helmet. It was like, I'm not as fast when I wear this 25-pound helmet on my head. Like, I'm sorry, there's certain things that I'm not paying for, <laughs> and I'm not paying for that. Like, they're going, yeah, but don't you like the uniforms? Look, if what you're asking me is would I pay to see scantily clad women or not scantily, uh, what's the opposite, no clad? Yeah. Then then I'm going to uh, the House of Lancaster. Then I'm going to, uh, you know, the, the dollhouse or whatever, you know, sleazies. What are the, what name, what are the name of the strip joint is? And they just take me to a strip joint. But I, but at no point as I'm watching Chantel or, or Mercedes and saying, geez, I wonder how they catch a, a five-yard five uh, route, uh, you know, out pattern or something. Like I, I don't need to see them do that. That's just me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the food's good. I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know what that reminds me of, the commentary? The commentary I'd have to do for archery. Oh, because it's yeah, like, but at least it's a legit, a legit. No, but for I, but I but I look back at that and I go, oh good god, because you sit there and you just fake it up. He has to be on contact in this play, and I mean, and he's struggling because of this, this, and this. Surely he. It's like, <laughs> oh god, am I really buying <laughs> yeah. this? Uh, you know, and but at least dup, 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 dup. like when I think it was was it Jim Nance who had to end up doing American Gladiator? Wasn't yeah. it Jim Nance who ended I, up doing that? I don't that? remember that because no. he was supposed to be like up here, and I do like Jim Nance a lot. I sure. think he's very good. And then something happened, and all of a sudden he went from like doing uh, big time professional to well, here comes Thor. Or you know what I mean? Here comes Megatron. Did you ever watch American Gladiator? Gladiator. Uh, I've I've watched I've watched like parts of it, but I that was years ago. Yeah. And then they all they were all roided up. The girls were all roided up. I couldn't tell the difference between like they yeah, everybody the girls was and the guys. everybody was an action figure. Yeah. They looked like they all looked like the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. The girls and the guys. Yes. It's true. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are dead. Some of them must have cacked by now. They don't live. No doubt. People like that don't live. Uh if like that don't live. If if if, <laughs> if you want to see some real controversy though. Now a lot of my friends play slow pitch and they're like, hey, won't you come? We got a tournament, won't you watch this play? I said, okay, won't we again, won't we call it what it is? You're gonna have uh coolers, right? All yep. over the place. Yep. There's gonna be a bunch of people, very social. We're gonna have some drinks and watch whatever it is you guys think you do. Some guys take it way too seriously. And let's think the the level sometimes of athleticism in slow pitch isn't quite what I would certainly pay money for. But I can tell you, in watching this segment, I've never seen uh, uh, a strikeout where the ball doesn't make uh, home plate and the umpire calls it. Now, let's pick up the huge action, as they the guys like Mitch and, and Larry said or whatever. Here we go at a third inning. This is a, key, <laughs> this is a key moment in the game. But what kills me is the catcher. <laughs> the way the catcher throws the ball back. <laughs> To the pitcher's classic. This is courtesy of no one. Watch his throw. Watch the throw. Oh. <laughs> it's like he was lobbing a grenade. Now here comes the key moment. What? It didn't make home plate. Watch the watch they zoom in. Oh. <laughs> you can't even hit him before the play. Are you a freaking kidding me? Like seriously. Dave, let's go up to the booth. Let's have a look at that one. Wow. Who's videotaping I, slow I pitch though? That's, you know, who's a loser that does that? I don't know. Maybe it's a guy's girlfriend or something. That was just very controversial, very upsetting. Very, exactly. Uh, so, uh, once again, uh, now let's, as we looked at uh, some numbers for tonight, so the Raptors are minus, minus six and a half. Woof. Uh, I do think the Raptors win, but do I like them by seven, eight? I guess if you're going to have a rebound game, maybe that's why they think they'll stick with the six and a half. A lot of points. But the question is, so let's say the Raptors win, and I think, are we all in agreement today? We think the Raptors are going to win the game too, so they go back tied up. Can the Raptors win in Cleveland? You know what? Uh, if they win tonight, depending on what style of win they do tonight, if they do, I think they can split in Cleveland. But that's a split at best. Best case scenario split. Yeah, because I'm I'm unsure now after watching that first game. Yep. If they don't get better production from their bench like they did all year, then I think they're in trouble. Big time. Then I think they're in trouble. Because, yeah, because they, they, could, they could win tonight. 
go to Cleveland and lose two and then come home and it's like, well, you're down three to one and you're about to be not swept, but eliminated in five. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Uh, taking a look at the hockey tonight, as we mentioned, uh, the Jets are f- – well, if you want the uh, – where it stands right now, the puck line is a 1-5 once again on – Sports interaction and Washington Pittsburgh. See that thing. I'm, you know, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you're kind of holding your breath. But I'm not betting for a Pittsburgh money line at one five six. It's not worth it. You might as well take a money line on, on the on the Caps. Yep. It's uh, man, <laughs> money line on the Caps. That it just it just sounds funny saying it, considering what what we know should happen in the hockey game in in the past. But this this is this is a 2018 Capitals. Do we believe? I we're about to find out. We're about to find out. So uh, once again, Sports Interaction, if you go there, the drop-down menu, that's where you find uh, rawmikerichards.com. Click on it. They're going to match up to $200 your first deposit. So 200 gets you 400 Yeah. Late games, too, by the way. So that Pittsburgh game starts at 7 o'clock. That Jets game is 9.30 Eastern time. Terrible start time, but they, they wanted to have the back-to-back doubleheader scenario, not two games at the same time so that's why you see the Jets playing at 8.30 central time local start in Winnipeg what? yep that just happened Jordan we just become best friends yep yep you wanna go do karate in the garage yep ah uh, yes it's time so remember get yourself to sports interaction if you want free money they're giving you money also, I gotta say thanks to Russell Graham with that uh, Lakeside Park Rush Sunny Day song. That uh, that surprised me, and definitely was not seeing. By the way, my mom also played the drums and the guitar. What else do we not know about your mom? <laughs> Have yourself a great day. Thanks for joining us. Remember to subscribe right at the bottom. That way you don't miss a thing. That's also a song too. Because I don't want to miss a thing. You do. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, Steven Tyler. Yep. Steven Tyler. <laughs> See ya.